Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. Thanks for listening into the podcast today. Last week, we were discussing just the basics on what is the Bible and then why we should believe the Bible. So today, we're going to go ahead and cover how the 66 books of the Bible were compiled. So there's a lot of uh, things that go into this. Um, first of all, the understanding from Christianity is that the Bible is from God, not man. Uh, there's a verse in Second Peter uh, 1, chapter 1, verse 20 and 21 that says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the first thing about the Bible from the Christianity's perspective is that even though God used men to write the Bible, he inspired them to use, to get his message across. The individual authors, of which there are about 40 uh, different authors of the books of the Bible, they used their own personality to get across the message that Jesus had. It's very important to understand that the message in the Bible is the key and if we distort that message by changing or taking out or adding to the scripture, then we are actually changing the word of God. And that is wrong. And that would not be the right thing to do for any religion. If you believe that God told you a certain thing and then you change what God tells you and tell other people, well, then it's blasphemy. You've done something wrong. You've lied to people. So figuring out how the book's came to be and which books are in the Bible is vitally important to the religion. Back in um, about 150 AD, the Bible was first put together, the canon of scripture is what is called the 66 books, with both the Old and New Testament finally together in one book. Previous to that, the churches would pass around uh, the New Testament letters from the different apostles. They would transcribe, they would copy and and send copies out. And, and it was very important that they maintain the integrity of those. In 150 AD, the old Latin Bible was put together where they compiled all of these known letters from the apostles of Jesus Christ. So the original 12 apostles that Jesus had. This was not something that was done haphazardly. There was a criteria for determining which books go into this Bible. Some of the criteria were it has to be uh, accepted by all the churches as being from God. It had to be verified who the writer was. It had to be an apostle or someone closely associated with an apostle of Jesus Christ. It was not compiled. It was not a group of people that decided. It was a very structured scientific process, if you will, of verifying that the churches all over the world on different continents agreed that, yes, these are things that are taught because they are from God. They are from Jesus Christ himself, or they are from the disciples who were telling us what Jesus Christ wanted. The New Testament was put together in that way. <clears throat> you will get some extra biblical works called the Apocrypha, which came about because only a small minority of churches were teaching out of those books. It didn't get into the Bible although the Catholics do add it in between the Old and the New Testament, those are not included in the Christian Bible because they were not accepted by all of the churches. They were not taught as words from Jesus Christ, or they were not verified to have been written by 
uh, one of the disciples of Christ or one of the apostles, or they didn't know who the writer was. There's reasons why the books were not added, but the books that are in the Bible were, through all of Christendom, agreed upon. And that's why they were in this first Bible that was put together in 150 AD. It's called the Italia. It was the old Latin Bible that was used in Catholic churches. The Old Testament was put together um, over a period of several thousand years. And the Old Testament was already uh, secure at that point when they had put these New Testament um, books together. So the Old Testament had been handed down through the Jews and the Jewish religion when they were written by Moses and the other people, Solomon and David and the other people of the Old Testament and the prophets. When those were verified as scripture, they were taught in the churches and and put into the actual holy texts. And the same sort of criteria had to be a known prophet of God. It had to be verified words from God. And a lot of the time it was through miracles and things like that. But these things were inscribed and then taught in the synagogues, in the Jewish religion. When the Jews copied the Bible, they had a very strict criteria for it to the extent that the scribes, they had a tribe of Levites uh, or tribe of Levi that actually was in charge of these types of things. And then they had an even tighter group within that that actually transcribed the Bible and made copies. And the Old Testament, it was so protected that when the, they would go into a separate room to copy the text and they would have to wear holy clothes to go in there. Then they would have to pick up a pen and continue to copy. And as they copied, if they made a mistake, the whole page, of course, was gotten rid of and they had to start a new page. Whenever they came to the word God, they would write the word with the pen and then they were not allowed to use that pen anymore because it had written the name of God. So they would have to get a new pen. So they were very meticulous on the Old Testament. But by 150 AD with the New Testament, the Old Testament was already, if you will, set in stone. And so there was no question that those were the books of the Bible. It was the New Testament that they had to compile and put together those books into one. Then over the hundreds of years after that, other translations came along, uh, usually in the Latin, the Tyndale, the Wycliffe, the Gutenberg Bible. Keep in mind the Gutenberg is named after the printer who invented the printing press. And the Bible was the first book that he printed. It was also Latin. It was a Latin version of the Old Testament and the New Testament mainly translated through the work of a man called Jerome, who translated from the biblical text, some from the originals, but others he took from Latin translations that were already out there in about 380 AD. So the Gutenberg Bible was taken from that translation of a translation. And so on, the Wycliffe and the Tyndale translation and others used the old Latin Vulgate to translate the Bible. They didn't necessarily go back to the original Hebrew and Greek. Then along came King James. The King James Bible was finally done in 1611. It was commissioned in 1604. So it took them seven years. This was uh, the first authoritative English version of the Bible. And it was a team of 47 scholars from around the world. King James actually went to the extent of dividing up his group of scholars into three separate locations, obviously before cell phones and such, So they couldn't talk to each other. And when they would translate one of the Bibles from the original Greek and Hebrew, they would then send it to the other two groups to critique it. And then they would send it back and go over the critiques and make sure that they got it right. One of the important things, uh, the requirements for this translation was 
they took the view that the best translation was literal. So instead of adapting the Hebrew and Greek to the English form of speaking, they simply translated the words word by word literally, which is why you get some of the old English where it doesn't seem to quite fit or make sense because the words were actually literal translation. Very interesting how much time and effort went into this. Basically, each text was reviewed and translated and verified 14 times to make sure it was an accurate translation from the Greek and Hebrew. Now, King James had a problem with uh, a lot of the uh, different religious sects, and so he wanted to make sure that this Bible was an authentic uh, best Bible out there, best translation. And he really disapproved of one of the previous Bibles. I believe it was the Wycliffe Bible that had notes in it or explanations. And so he made it a point of ordering his translators, the Bible scholars, to only have the word of God and not their own opinions or um, commentaries on it. So for instance, the King James Bible in Psalm 23, five says, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. The old Latin Vulgate made the common language take priority over the Greek and Hebrew. So the Greek and Hebrew literally says my cup runneth over as in overflowing, right? And the Latin translated it to say, and my chalice which inbreedeth me, how goodly it is. So they added descriptive word to the biblical text. Here's another one. In Matthew 3, verse 2, it says, the King James Version says, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Latin Vulgate, which again was for the Catholic Church, said, do penance, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So they added the word, do penance. It's very important to understand that the King James Version was specifically supposed to be a literal translation translation from the original words. The Bible is the oldest book, known book in the world. It has been read by more people and translated into more languages than any other book up until the last couple of years with the internet and everything else. And now we've, but I believe it's still the second one um, most sold book every year. It also holds the distinction of being the first book ever printed on a printing press. That is the King James version of the Bible. And then, of course, we had all the newer translations come off of that. And you have the NIV and the ESV and so many others, the new King King James version and such. The important thing to remember is a lot of these versions take priority of the English language as opposed to the original text. And because of that, you have words added or words deleted or sentences put out of order and things like that because we think it makes more sense to say it a certain way as opposed to the way it was actually taught in the first century and prior to that. So the translations that go from the original Greek and Hebrew are going to be the most accurate as to what the original writers put down on paper. Two quotes I want to leave you with. Um, one is uh, an Israeli archaeologist, Dr. Nelson Gluck. And in modern days, he's probably one of the best archaeologists out there. And he has stated, quote, no archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made which confirm in clear outline or even in exact detail, historical statements in the Bible. And by the same token, proper evaluation of biblical descriptions has often led to amazing discovery, end quote. 
And then I will want to leave you with one more quote. The, because the Bible has been preserved in its exact uh, words from the original writing, especially in the King James Version Bible, Mahatma Gandhi even stated, quote, I would be a Christian if it were not for Christians, end quote. So he saw the Bible for its inerrant truth. And inerrant just means without error. And after reading the Bible, he saw that this had to be a spiritual book from God. It was not just man-made. And he saw the validity of becoming a Christian, but the people he met turned him off from it. The Christians that he met failed to live up to the principles in the Bible, and he did not want to follow those people. So that is the importance of the Bible, the inerrancy, the accuracy, And the fact that it is from God, it is not from men. So when you say, or I say that that Christian is a hypocrite or that Christian is doing something bad, we are actually, actually evaluating them against the Bible that they claim to follow because the Bible is what is true, not what an individual person tells you. I'll leave you with this one famous thing that I learned when I went to uh, uh, Bible college and it stuck with me is the phrase, well, what does the Bible say? Give me book, chapter, and verse. If you're going to tell me I've done something right or wrong or should do something, then you show me in the Bible where it says that, and I'll do it, because I'm following God, not man. So I hope you guys will tune in on Thursday, and we'll try and cover a controversial topic on Thursday. And please feel free to leave some comments. Let me know what you think. Have a great day.